So this is a Corvette C8. We actually have driven one before for television. Yes, we have. We have not driven this version, though, because this is the convertible. So the 1953 car, the very first Corvette, was introduced as a convertible. So it just kind of makes sense that we're back in the eighth generation, the newest Corvette, as a convertible only. Mm -hmm. And you'll see people who have the target top off the hard top, so mm -hmm. they'll take that roof panel off, and people might think that it is convertible. Indeed, it is not, because this is a hard top convertible. It fully disappears, mm -hmm. and the best part is, Corvette engineers have figured out when there's more heat trapped in there by the convertible top, yeah. they've figured out how to get it out of there. Yeah, yeah. So new convertible, we're gonna put the windows up for the benefit of audio, but the other thing about it is, if you look at this with the convertible top down, it has very much a style like the current McLaren or Ferrari convertible. I mean, that's mm -hmm. high praise. Mm -hmm. It actually looks like a normal coupe when it's all closed up. And then you drop all the pieces, and it has these great little humps at the back. It looks a lot like the McLaren and Ferraris right now. Yeah, it does. You're obligated to look at this car. When you see it, everybody is obligated. It's like flypaper for your eyeballs. Yes. Because when you do, everybody will say, wow. Even if they don't know what it is, yeah. they'll say, that's, that's a pretty awesome car. Which means, to me, that the aura of Corvette has returned. Certainly has been changed in the modern time, I for sure. I think it disappeared yeah, yeah. about the third generation of the Corvette. Mm. I think it went away. It's no longer a special, wow, you got a Corvette. Mm, okay, you got okay. a sports car. There's many sports cars on the market. But the aura, to me, of the car has returned. Because everybody looks at this car. You're right. I mean, everybody we... gapes at this car. Totally. Because of our American original film, we drove every version, and we, we definitely understand the specialness of Corvette. But unless you were a person that already liked them, when the new one came out, you kind of didn't care. Right? And right. I think this is a car that has blasted past all of that. I have had at least two people say to me, just since we got the press car, that's a Corvette? They're just yes. they're shocked by that yes. reality. I think that says so much. For everybody so not much. following along with automotive media yes. on the planet. Absolutely. Sees this thing and thinks, is that a... And, hmm. and then to go, to go one further, the people that have seen it only on the internet see it in person and go, that's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. That looks really great. There was a lot of controversy, yes. and we've talked about it as well. You've even redesigned it about should this look different than it does. But yeah. I do have to say, in person, it is commanding. There it is that presence your of attention. more expensive cars. Yes. The thing yes. that all these expensive high-end cars have, and you think, wow, you're something special. Yeah. And now the top goes down so the people can see inside who is driving the car and has this exquisite taste. Yes. This commanding presence. You've picked that car, and the best part about it is, with this Aura, fully loaded, 3LT, mm -hmm. as it is with the Z51 package, it is $85,330. Which is shocking. You can't buy anything else. Now, it's not the future performance models, but the performance that you get for this kind of money, which is what Corvette has always been about. Yes, yes. Which is astounding. $85,000 buys you Aura now. Buys you a car that is going to drop some jaws. I agree with that. Now, yes. the only downside, hang on. Two things that work there. First off, this yeah. still has a classic American Chevrolet V8 in it, which doesn't sound like any of the engines you normally find in an exotic looking bit engine like this. It's a totally different sound and feel. It has that muscle car feel in an exotic package, which is very unique. Also at play there was this dual clutch transmission from Chevy, which is honestly superb. It's, it's really, brilliant. really quick. I and that agree. wasn't even me using the paddles. You can use the paddles at any time. It listens instantly. It is eight speeds. It wants to be high, but you can put it into the sporting modes or the track modes. It will listen like crazy. But even just driving normally, it's a great automatic. 
and then it is quick when you need it to be. I will continually say this statement about the new C8 Corvette, and that is it is the most compromised car ever built. Mm. And I say that as a massive compliment because you think about any category and the Corvette has addressed that. Mm. I hate that car manufacturers continually use the game of golf as a metric around which to design their sports cars. You might say, Paul, well, you can take your sports car and go golfing. I would say to you, you've stopped driving your sports car. Why would you stop to play golf? Take yeah. your truck or your SUV yeah. to go play golf. Totally agree. But the advantage is a huge amount of trunk space in the rear, mm-hmm. as much as the hardtop and the frunk in the front, Yep. which makes it a brilliantly usable sports car all year round. And you'll say, okay, it can't do blank category well. You name it. You can drive it all year round. And it's fun to drive. You can take it to the track. You can cruise in it. You can do canyon roads like this. It does every category. And because they continually have compromised the car to suit every size and shape of body and every to, weight of person. And to try to do everything. in and out easily because of how the, the new chassis is built. It serves everybody and it looks brilliant we still have to talk about styling and let's talk about the interior briefly there's this wall right here i I call it the wall of corvette it separates the passenger in a huge way more so than any other car really well what it's doing is covering up where you change the sport modes the transmission here i don't feel like it's intrusive even though it leans into the passenger it seems like it would be but when you sit there it kind of isn't it doesn't but it covers up this huge central tunnel you've read about all the the construction and from the very beginning this corvette was designed as a convertible first like many prior generations of the corvette have been Mm -hmm. but we enthusiasts hate convertibles because the structural integrity it goes away you don't feel it as much i'm continually feeling and looking and is that you know i'm feeling the cowl and the top of the windshield header and is it jittery is it jiggly it's pretty good. I have a apparently abnormally large torso, and <laughs> so do. I end up hitting my head on a lot of cars. Now, unfortunately, with the top closed, my head is touching, which can get annoying. However, in the convertible, there isn't a cross beam here of support that there is in yeah, the coupe. Yeah. And in the coupe, I couldn't put my head back without having the seat perfectly adjusted because I would brain myself on a structural beam that is not here in the convertible. <laughs> so I actually prefer the convertible because I can get more comfortable. And the only yeah, actual ideally. downside I can say for this press car right here okay. is it's late fall in Utah when we're shooting this. Yeah. And the press fleet does something that we genuinely typically appreciate, and that is they put winter tires on it. Fair enough, fair enough. I have instantly felt oh, yeah, that fine. we have had to throttle back a lot because yeah. this is a car that is not light. We're talking 3,700 pounds or so, and it is mid-engine, so they did create some understeer initially to protect the buyer. Ferrari does this. The Lotus has it. This is not a new thing in managing cars. You're sure, protecting your sure. buyer. Yeah. But you take the tires back from the PS4s we had on the prior version we did, and you can instantly tell on this chassis. You can. You, you can, can tell that the chassis is very stiff, to your point. Very stiff. Very agile. But now it's massively undertired, and I, I find myself kind of taking it easy a little bit because I'm going, you do. these tires aren't great. You're backing it off. But it doesn't take away the fact that this this feels special to drive. For $85,000. Again, the specialness of these expensive cars, mm-hmm. well, yeah, they're special. But you can c- carry the Ferrari owner's luggage and yours <laughs> for $85,000.
What's so interesting about this interior is the compromise, but it doesn't seem compromised. It's wrapped around the driver here, and the engineers designed this car to have the center of gravity near the hip point, so the inside driver's mm -hmm. hip, so mm -hmm. kind of right in here, which is the rotation. And you're right, those tires do let the car down. But Big time you're driving it in the fall and in the winter. You True. still get to drive your car, and it's still fun. And I would drive this year-round. I would absolutely drive this year-round. This has the Z51 package, which means it has the electronic limited slip differential, so yep. it is actually a yep. viable car for year-round use. I Indeed. know they're talking about an all-wheel drive might be coming with electric motor in the front. I'll say something to you. The steering on this has gotten really interesting because there's not any weight in the front. I think once you put batteries in an engine up there, it's going to kind of ruin the steering. I think it's going to be a challenge because there's something special going on in the steering right now that is inherent to the mid-engine platform, True, but is in Corvette for the first time. It could be fine, but yes, once you add the weight, just like we felt on Carrera 4s and all-wheel drive mid-engine cars, sure, yeah. you, f you feel it, you sense it more. There's, there's a thicker wall between yeah. you and the, the glorious driving experience, which is still here, even on winter tires. Yes, I do think that the understeer is revealed by the winter tires more so than the PS4s. I'll give you another car that understeers much more than you think. The new Acura NSX. Okay. All-wheel drive has an understeer problem. The Audi R8, an understeer problem. Now, that can be tuned out. This is a mid-engine reality more than it is a Corvette reality, but then here's the flip side. When we had it on PS4s, I don't think you're ever going to find understeer if you drive it well on a public road. Okay. I think I you'll agree. find it on the I track. Agree. I think it will reveal itself on the track. Sure. But if you find drive it well on a public road, we did not <clears throat> apologize when we drove it, and we were on a big sweeper road, and there was never a hint no. of understeer and just centerline rotation. But then if you want to really continue to do track days, you're going to set up the car differently. Yes. You're, you're going to do things to mitigate that understeer. Fine. But the fact that this gives you that balance, again, back to my compromised comment, mm -hmm. everybody can drive this. I, I have to drive this. Yeah, the fact, Very is, the fact is you are talking about people driving this car that have never driven mid-engine before. I hate to say this, but as a yes. designer, as a person that's an engineer, you have to give them understeer to keep from killing some of them. Yeah, agreed. You have to. Agreed. You've heard us talk about drive homework, because it's vital to drive a lot of things when trying to find your next car. Knowing your options is important. This applies to online shopping, too. You don't want to search just one website, unless that site is searching all of the other ones for you. That's why we love Auto Tempest. I know you've heard us talk about it before, and we hope you've already seen how far you can shop with just one search. Auto Tempest pulls from all the top used car sites at once, so you know you won't miss a deal on that perfect car. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. To put it in gear, you have this switch gear. It looks a little bit complicated, but actually it's just two levers that pull up and two push buttons. That's mm -hmm. it. So put it in drive. All you do is pull up on that button. You can put it in M mode here, so you can put it in manual, and that means you can shift yourself, which is great. And then your modes are under this palm rest, and this is where you change modes. So I see you've gone to the Z button, I right? Did, yeah. You've got it programmed for Z, which is that homage to Zora, Arcus mm -hmm. Duntop. And that's that your means, personal sporty settings. Right. Yeah. So you can set it here in the in the interface, and then that's your personal, you know, this is the way I want to interact with the car. This gear shift mode selector makes it very clear there will never be a manual on this car. And honestly, yeah. as a guy that loves manual transmissions, and I totally agree with the involvement that it creates, it's too bad there won't be a manual. I know you don't necessarily I agree. I don't really Having agree. Having said that, though, 
when you drive this car, you realize it's not like we started with an automatic, it'll be emulated. There isn't a place to put it. It's just this eight-speed. This dual clutch from GM is almost as good as Porsche's PDK. I, I agree. I think, I think it's, it's 95%, 98% to Porsche's PDK, and yeah. they are the standard bearer as far as having a dual clutch that reads your mind yeah. and then can be just a boring automatic if need be. It's I great. Agree. I've loved the dual clutch on here because of the consistent power output to the ground of this engine. Sure. And I love that Corvette has designed a car that takes an old-school pushrod V8, the mm. LT2 engine, mm. and combines it with a modern mid-engine really well-balanced car. I can feel the slippage. There's with the tires? Just, yes. Yeah. Yes, these winter tires yeah, let this thing it. down. And you can still yeah. go quickly, and it is still incredibly yeah, well-balanced. I'm still fine. Yeah. It, yeah. It but there's the all kind of there, movement there, just much more okay. than there should be. Yeah. That doesn't mean the fun has been reduced. No. Well, it's again, been reduced. It hasn't been removed. It, That's exactly. the thing. It's still okay, a fun car enough, to drive. But you can feel that this car is just, that the chassis is now far better than the tires. Yes. But again, it's a little cold. That's why we're wearing long sleeves. Right, And right. the cold is really coming. And you could drive this year round. I would drive this year round. I absolutely, absolutely. would. Yes. yes, you should. Well, when Nissan introduced the GTR, their entire mantra was that anybody could get lap times and mm -hmm. extract all of the performance mm -hmm. out of the car. The new Corvette is almost as easy to drive. It's a very easy to drive car. And yeah, again, not yeah. to compromise, that means people who don't know how to drive manuals or can't for health reasons can own this car mm -hmm. and still extract a lot of driving fun out of it. But this car is not as easy to find the edge as the Nissan GTR in that mm. sort of recipe. There's still a lot of driver skill that you have to bring to this car I agree to go that. find yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means the which full is capability great. of this is harder yes. to find. It's further out there than the GTR, which just kind of lays it all bare and goes, I'll right. do the lap for you I'll, if you'd like. Exactly <laughs> right. You're just along for the ride. Exactly. And then there's the power. 495 horsepower out of this car. I look forward to future performance versions when there's going to be even more. But hang yes. on. Zero to 60 in under three seconds. Under three. The, look, there will be more power versions, but I submit this to you. Short of bragging rights, it's unnecessary. This is a lightning quick car. Yeah, zero to 60 in under three seconds for, as you're saying, under 100 grand. I actually spec'd one out myself last night. Did you? I put extra stuff on it. Uh -huh. I got it to 90. Okay. And it was literally, I personally couldn't find anything else I wanted, and that was 90 grand. Under $100,000, again, for the aura of an exotic. Yeah. And it is that. Corvette uh, continues to do that accessibility for the price, for the performance, even at this base level. We haven't even been in the Z06 or Future right, CR1 or right. Zora or whatever it's coming as the, yeah. the high end. And you know, the chassis will have to be tuned differently, but still, there is fun. Other it's still fun coming, to drive. Other versions coming to this point that you're making about the exotic nature of this. I don't think the Corvette has ever been exotic. It has always been Not a car really. that really. is more interesting to look at and more fun than you expected. Uh. And then when you think about, yeah, but it's just a Corvette, then somebody says, yeah, but it's so cheap it makes up for whatever the problem was. This has an exotic flair to it, yeah, it really and does. then is still that cheap. Yeah. Which is really surprising. <laughs> yeah, it, it has is. never had that exotic feel. It has achieved it with going mid-engine, and then it still isn't as expensive as, frankly, I kind of expected it to be and kind of think it should have been. What I love is the speed out of this thing. These corners, I'm really focused on my line and my apexes and my cornering, Yeah. and the shift's right there. Yep. Yeah, sure, you'd still be in 
you know, your arms moving, your left legs moving. Okay. And I would like that. I think I admit. it would be distracting from enjoying what this platform and what this engine can do. I maintain that automotive journalists have said, oh, if it only had a manual, it'd be better. I disagree. Mm. And I think the Corvette C8 proves that. Interesting. 100%. Because the, the gear shifts are so great. They They're are great. So they are. Well, they have nailed this transmission. It is superb. <laughs> that was just great. Be, uh, yes. And to be even in the realm of a PDK is is staggering, especially for a first dual clutch. Yeah. I think they have nailed this transmission. I have nothing to take away from the quality of this dual clutch. I actually would almost rather go a little slower to be engaged. But Fair. I look forward, honestly, to driving one of these, having really the ability to drive it really hard on a track with a track setup. But what I find amazing is I you agree. won't find that understeer that's getting discussed in any way that most people use it. I think on the track, guess what happens? You discover you're in the base first version of the C8. <laughs> when you think Staggering. about the fact that the C7 was a phenomenal track car, actually, so was the C6, so was the C5, but the ones that were phenomenal were Z06s or Grand Sports or yeah. ZR1s. Yeah. Those are the ones that were great. Right. This is great in this base form. It's going to get crazier from here. From a track perspective, that's nuts. More money. It'll cost more money. Yes. And okay, but better than this? The more I'm around the C8 Corvette, the more I like it. It's I was cool. unconvinced from photos. And you think, yeah, the telephoto lens, and it just it doesn't set it off. Mm. That's not how cars are designed. You're next to it. You're sitting in it. Mm. You're interacting with it. And your relationship, that spatial distance from you to the car, is what that aura is. And the more I'm around this car, the more I drive it, the more I want one. It's become exotic. It's become desirable to people beyond just Corvette people or people beyond just muscle car people, which yeah. is what it needed to do. Yeah. I love that this is where it starts. The interior for the first time actually really feels like an $80,000 car. I agree. I agree. This hierarchy here, I know in pictures it looks like I've been it isolated. It looks strange. I feel like I've got space. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm isolated. When you actually sit here, you realize that that wall is really low. It's not bothersome to your eye. And then you look down and go, oh, well, that just makes sense. It's just right here. It's got a hierarchy. It's just use it. <laughs> There's no perfect car. There no, isn't. No. But this one, as far as the compromises and what they've done to accommodate golf <laughs> when, and yeah. tracking and cruising mm -hmm. and the, just the convertible thing and car shows and make it look special, the Corvette's way up there. They, they have genuinely made a special car. Okay. Full stop. So now you have to aspire to buy one. So get in line. Don't overpay. You're going to overpay right <laughs> yeah. now. You, you may have to wait because don't pay markup. It's a phenomenal car. Don't pay markup. Right. Sorry. Quick end rant. Don't pay markup. But you should have one because they are. If, if, here's the thing. If you're sitting there thinking, I kind of think this car is cool, then I bet you if you drove it, you'd think it's awesome.